the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inside the church, there must be some type of judging, not in regards to salvation, but to help keep one another pure. And if we are condoning sin in the church, I believe that God can remove His hand of blessing from the church. But if we help each other with the intent of restoring each other and keeping ourselves pure for His return, I believe that God's power will flow through a church that is pure. And all God's people said. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Good? I want you to uh, find your Bibles, if you would, and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to speak to you on this subject, scandal in the church. We begin in your notes, write this down, with a repulsive situation that was worse than even the pagans. We begin with chapter 5, look at verse 1. Paul writes, it is actually reported. In other words, this is not just the rumor mill. It's been reported that there is sexual immorality among you in the church that does not even occur among the what? The pagans. And then it tells you what it is. A man has his father's wife. In other words, there was a man who was sleeping with his stepmother. There's all kinds of crazy immorality, uh, things that are happening in the city of Corinth. I mean, these people do not have any kind of moral conscience. Yet Paul says to the church, the church, he says, even the pagans in Corinth wouldn't commit this sin. It is sad to say that oftentimes, sin and immorality, they creep into the church of Jesus Christ. We know from the Word of God and from the leading of the Holy Spirit that what God desires, what He wants, what He wishes is for the entire church, for every one of us, to be pure, to be holy, to be godly. We in the church should be different than the people that are not in church. 
the thing that greatly bothered the Apostle Paul, it wasn't just the sin of immorality that, he, that was worse than the pagans. The thing that bothered him was the wickedness of the pride of the people in the church, the pride that was in their hearts towards the sin. That's what bothered him. Look what verse 2 says. Verse 2 is worse than verse 1. Verse 2 says, and you are proud. It's like you're proud of the fact that this is happening in your church. Paul was shocked by their sin, yes, but he was more shocked by the attitude of the people in the church and their tolerance of sin. There's a lesson there that when people get so accepting of sin, it's a sign that our hearts have become calloused, that we as a church have drifted away from God. We have deceived, we have been deceived. We're no longer different than the rest of the world, don't you see? We, we are the impure bride of Christ. And we're, you know, when we go out, when you go out and we sin, what you're doing is you're making the bride of Christ impure. Paul was heartbroken over the fact that the Corinthian church was not grieving over their sin. I don't really care if it's your sin or someone else's sin. Sin should be detested. And we should be weeping and grieving, broken, and repenting of our sin. Not accepting and condoning. Number two, write this down, the results of sin. Sin is any time someone disobeys God. That's what sin is. I don't get to determine sin. You don't get to determine sin. I know you'd like to. Sin always has consequences. You cannot sin and not reap something. Here's what the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6. It says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap what? Destruction. Now, you've got to understand, that's, that's Bible right there, all right? That's Bible. Anytime we sin, it's like, it's like a harvest. You plant a seed, and when you plant, you're going to receive a harvest and what he's saying is that anytime we sin, the harvest is destruction. The Bible talks about this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, that there's two roads. One is narrow, and only a few people are on that road, and that road leads to everlasting life. But there's a broad road, and it says that most people are on that road, and the broad road leads to, what's the Bible say? Matthew 7, 13, it leads to destruction. Now, here's what's destroyed. Write this down. Number one. You cause damage to yourself emotionally. You're scarred. Physically, you get out of balance in your body. It robs you of joy and peace. It results in guilt that weighs you down. You you can actually become tired and weary from sin. You lose your usefulness. I believe that the, the holier, the purer you are, God wants to work through you. 
But when we get all cluttered with, this, with sin and the things of this world, you know, God's not going to work through that person. He needs a pure vessel. And of course, eternally, uh, sin separates us from God. But two things, write this down. Sin blinds you, and then it binds you. It does those two things. It's, it's like a trap. And whenever you sin, that sin keeps you from seeing spiritual truth. So, so that's why when someone gets caught up in sin and you go try to explain, hey, you can't be doing this, and they, they go, ah, oh, forget you, I don't need to pay attention. What, 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 what? They, can't see, they can't even see straight. They have been blinded by sin, and not only have they been blinded by sin, they are bound by sin because sin traps, it ensnarls us. That's why Hebrews 12:1 says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Sin entangles us. Now, here's... The greater issue in this text, that whenever you sin, you're not only damaging yourself, you're causing damage to the church as a whole. I want you to hear me out on this, because this is in the text, all right? Don't you know that a little yeast works through the whole batch of what? Dough. Dough. And verse 7 says, get rid of the old yeast that you may be a new batch without yeast. Now, he's using a cooking and baking analogy. Yeast or leaven. I don't know a whole lot about cooking, but I've been told this. That when you're cooking a loaf of bread, you just put a little bit of yeast, just a little bit in leaven, and it works its way through the entire batch of dough. And Paul is saying, likewise, now hear this out. If you missed this, you've missed everything. And this is just, I mean, this is just, if you think about this, this is really unbelievable. Sin in one person can spread or influences the entire church. Makes me not want to sin when I think about that. That's kind of the point. One rotten apple spoils the entire barrel. Listen, Paul is saying everything you do and everything you say and everything you wear and every place you go, it affects the church as a whole. I just want to remind you that you are the body of Christ. And what you do affects the entire church. Listen, I stubbed my toe once in a yard with a metal sprinkler head. You know, that, that, they're now they're like, uh, they're like rubber or plastic. But once you know how they pop up and they stay up, and I was walking and I hit my foot on that thing, I thought I, thought I was going to die. Here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to cut my toe off and put it over there until it stopped hurting and then put it back on my foot. But I couldn't do that because what happened to that toe affected my entire body. Have you ever stepped on a jack, those little, in the middle of the night? It hurts the whole body. And when we sin, I want you to write this down, we are setting an example that is opposite of sincerity and truth. I want to read through this. It's kind of difficult to understand, so I'm going to read it slow. Say, read it slow, preacher. Read it slow. Come on. Okay. 
He says in verse 7, the second half of verse 7, for Christ our Passover lamb has been what? Sacrificed. And what he's saying there is that the sacrifice for our sins, this is good news, good news, it's already been paid. You have been forgiven. You have been freed from your sin. You are pure from your sin, and you are called to be holy because of what Christ did on that cross. Now we go to verse 8. Therefore, let us keep that festival, which is symbolic of the Passover lamb that set the Israelites free from the land of Egypt, but for us it's symbolic of the fact that we have been set free from our sins. Not with the old yeast. Once you've been forgiven, that old yeast of malice and wickedness should not remain. In other words, stop continuing in your sin. Instead, the very last line, but with bread without yeast, the bread of sincerity and what? Truth. Now here's the deal. Here's the deal. People all around us, oh, hear me out. Hear me out on this, all right? Now, I'm not talking about people in here. I'm talking about people outside the church. They are looking for truth. They are looking for answers. They're seeking. They're seeking something. Yes, they're involved in all that sinful, those sinful ways, and they're seeking for something that brings them joy. They're seeking for something that brings them happiness. They're looking for something. They don't know what it is, but they're looking for it. And if we call ourselves Christians, yet we live sinful, carnal, wicked, hypocritical lives, it confuses them to what Christianity is all about. And I really believe that Paul is saying that you've got you to discern, are, are you in or, you, or are you out? Are you going to be a Christian or not? Because if you are going to be a Christian, live, live for God 100%. Serve Him completely and totally. And if not, if you're just going to live like the world, you're simply going to be confusing people to what God has called the church to be. My third point, write this down. Restoring the sinner. All right? Now, how many of you think I've said some heavy stuff thus far? Okay. If you've missed, if you, if you weren't here the last couple of weeks, it would seem extremely heavy to you. So if, you, if you've missed the last few weeks, get the, get the, C, the CD and listen so you're caught up to, to how we got here today. But this, what he wants is to restore the sinner. There's a couple of words there, surgery and separate. Now, the, we're going to read some verses here in the Bible. Remember, as I read through this, because some of it's going to, man, that seems awful strange. Uh, that seems heavy. Remember the purpose of these verses is restoration. Anytime anyone is engaged in sin, even if it's incest, the point of what I'm getting ready to read to you is restoration and redemption. It might not sound like it as I read through this. But the goal is restoration. Some people would call this tough love. It's in the Bible. I want you to look. We're going to kind of skip through a few verses and 
and then get into the meat of it. Uh, he says there in verse 5, hand this man over to who? To Satan, so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. Look at verse 7, just the first line. Get rid of the old what? The old yeast or the old sin. Look at verse 9. I have written you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. You say, man, if I did that, I'd never be around anybody. Well, look at verse 10, and this is kind of, you know, you have to read the Bible and understand what he's saying here. He says, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, not the people in the world who are greedy, not the people in the world who are swindlers, not the people in the world who are idolaters. In that case, you'd have to leave this world. It's very important that you understand. There's two groups of people. One is the group inside the church. The second is the group outside the church. And how in the world are we going to be the salt and the light if we don't get out and rub shoulders with the people who are actually in the world? Now, if you're sitting down with people who are out in the world just to have a good time, that that would be wrong. But if you're out engaging with people in the community and your only purpose is to lead them to Christ, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. That's what Jesus did. He hung out with sinners. But he didn't just hang out with sinners. He was trying to save these people. He's talking about the people that are inside the church. Look at verse, let's go back up and look at, read this again. Verse 9, I've written you in my letter not to associate with sexual immoral people. I'm not talking about people of the world who are immoral, greedy, swindlers, or idolaters. In that case, you'd have to leave this world. Verse 11, But now I am writing you that you must not associate with anyone who calls himself a a brother or a Christian who is sexually immoral, greedy, idolater, a slanderer, a drunkard, or a swindler. With such a man do not even eat. Skip all the way down to the last line of verse 13. It says to expel the wicked man from among you. Now, there's two things you must understand. I'm going to go through this as fast as I can. In order to perform surgery, in order to separate, in order to expel, there must be some type of judgment. I think the most misused quote, I hear it all the time, don't judge lest you be judged. You say something, hey, you need to stop stop sinning. Hey, judge not lest you be judged. Well, look, look at verse 12. He explains. You have to make some judgment in the church. I'm not talking about out, outside the church. He, that's right. Don't judge the people outside the church. You know who's going to judge the people outside the church? God's going to take care of them. Don't, don't worry about them. But inside the church, look at verse 12. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those on the the inside. And the first line of verse 13 says that God will definitely judge those who are on the outside. And and here, I just want you to understand this. Inside the church, inside the church, there must be some type of judging, not in regards to salvation, but to help keep one another pure. It's important because I need 
the accountability and you need the accountability. And if we are condoning sin in the church, I believe that God can remove his hand of blessing from the church. But if we help each other with the intent of restoring each other and keeping ourselves pure for his return, I believe that God's power will flow through a church that is pure. And all God's people said. The last thing as we close, write this down. Before anyone is expelled, there are some scriptural steps. Okay, look at Matthew chapter 18. Let's look at verse 15, 16, and 17. If your brother, if someone sins against you, you are to go and show him his fault just between who? The two of you. You're not supposed to pick up the phone and call 50 people and say, guess what I saw? Guess what I found out? It's just between the two of you. And here's why. If he listens to you, and that's the prayer, if he listens to you, you will have won your brother over. Verse 16. If he will not listen to you, you take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. But you're praying. The reason you bring a couple of people, uh, not to beat up on the person, but you're trying to restore that person, right? Verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, then you tell it to the what? To the whole church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then you treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. My point is, we just don't find someone in sin and just kick them out. You know why? Because we'd all be kicked out. Okay? The point, and that's why we have life groups and church and the Bible and friendships and relationships. It's simple. We're, we don't want to kick anybody out. But when we find sin, we need to go one-on-one and try to deal with that. You might have to go a couple times, two or three times, four or five times, six or seven times. As long as they're listening and they're, 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 they want to do right. Maybe you're the guy, the person, the girl to help that person. Now, if they ever say, no, 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 I'm going to keep doing my sin and forget you and forget everybody, that's when you bring someone with you. And eventually there comes that point where you come before the whole church and say, hey, we've got, we've got a problem here in the church. But the point is restoration. The point is to restore and to redeem so that the bride of Christ might be pure. And all God's people said, amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. 
We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.